Welcome to episode 9 of the Screen Fellows Podcast. My name is Carlos. I'm Ozzy. Today we will be previewing this weekend's upcoming releases and reviewing last night's episode of Game of Thrones. Hope you enjoy the show. Shut up and sit down. Alright, well today we have a special <laughs> guest here with us. Um, Niall, you want to introduce yourself? Hello, my name is Niall. I'll be here to chat about Game of Thrones and upcoming movie trailers with you guys. <laughs> yeah, movies, right? Oh. Just movies, man. Yeah, well, movies but he just watches trailers. <laughs> we so all just saw just, the trailers, man. I mean, previewing the movies, reviewing the trailers is pretty much all the same thing, right? Yeah, I guess I, uh, it's close. I, would I only slide. watch movie trailers. I judge every book by its cover, and that's it. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, let's get into the first one. We're, we're going to start with The Shallows. Um, our friend Dakota, who has been heard in the background of this podcast before, he is like very confident, strangely confident, that this movie is going to suck. So, what do you guys think? I mean, my thoughts is two hours of Blake Lively in a bikini, <laughs> and you can do absolutely no wrong. <laughs> That's all uh, I have to say about this uh, movie. I think mean. you have any more insight than that. <laughs> First of all, it's for an hour and a half, man. That's okay, hour and a half. <laughs> hour and a half. Still more than we usually get to see. Tight, you know? Yeah. Yeah, man. You gotta be specific, man. Um, they have no budget. A lot of set design went into this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ozzy, what do you think? I think it'd be really interesting if they build her character well enough, build up the... Plot yeah, well like enough. beforehand, before the like, yeah. Well, see the way the the recent trailers have been kind of selling it is like um, that it's kind of the shark attack or whatever is like the beginning of the story. So I th- kind of think this is going to be more of a survival type movie. Which actually, that's why I have like hopes that this movie is going to be actually pretty good. Yeah, that'd be a lot more interesting if it was more of a survival thing rather than like just kind of a mere soppy story and yeah. then the girls on the thing for yeah, like thirty I'm- minutes and it's like oh happy ending. Yeah. No, I'm fine with that. I just want character build up so I yeah. can care for the character, you know. Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess, no, I but I mean, I don't know yeah, no, 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 no. I don't want I don't know. want it to be like I don't want it to be like 20 minutes I know, of no, character I, build. I get what you're saying, but I mean, I just don't know how much development we're going to get with an hour yeah. and a half. I mean, my thought of the movie is just kind of Life of Pi on a bo- floating buoy. Yeah. kind of deal. Mm-hmm. I I'm actually I do like I have really high hopes for this. not high hopes, but I have decent yeah. sized hopes for this. Movie. You know what would be a cool idea? I don't know if what? they'd actually run it in this movie, but if the entire runtime of the movie was just the entire time that she was just sitting on the thing. I and, know, it, right? and it and it didn't have any breaks or spans in time. It's like mm-hmm. just start of the movie, think things happen, and then the rest of the runtime she's just moving yeah. from place to place. Have you ever seen Buried with Ryan Reynolds? No. The entire movie, every single second of the movie is him buried alive in a coffin. Seriously. It is really, like, it's not the best movie, but it's really interesting. And just the way that they made it an entertaining 90-minute movie with... Yeah, do they not... You got bored? Like, does the No, movie it ever, was like, not boring at all. Far from boring. I was just like, Ryan Reynolds cracking buried alive jokes the entire yeah. time? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it was actually really good. Um, I would recommend the movie. But, so yeah, I'm... I don't know. I, I'm, I am looking forward to this movie. When, we, when do you think we're going to see this movie? Like, Thursday? Um, maybe. Maybe Friday. Maybe Thursday or Friday, maybe. Yeah, we'll see. Um, so, that's that. Let's move into The Free State of Jones. 
Now this movie has been this movie has been heavily advertised. <laughs> advertised like no tomorrow. I, I, I swear, every single time we've gone to the theater, this a trailer for this has played before the movie. It's they are advertising the crowd of this movie. So, are you interested in this, or do, I feel I like I'm kind of numb to it at this point? I don't have high hopes for it. Oh really? No, I mean I hope it's good. I just I'm not I'm not like this is going to be a really good movie. I'm just. I mean, it's it's kind of like there. Yeah. I'm gonna see it, but it hasn't really caught my attention. Mm-hmm. See, I, I don't think we get enough Civil War like era movies, so I'm actually kind of interested in it. But again, I've gotten the same trailer. It's not even like it's multiple trailers; it's just that one trailer every single time we go to the theater. So I'm kind of like, is this all the movie's gonna be? So, but maybe there's just that's good because they're saving a lot. But again, the movie, the trailer does look like it's showing you the entire plot of the movie. So who knows? No, yeah. what do you think? I I don't know. I'm just going to choose the no comment. I, <laughs> I I thought it was Indiana Jones up till 10 minutes ago. So What do you think of the trailer? Did I mean, like that it? shows you my level of interest in this movie. No. <laughs> um, I don't know. It looked kind of like the Patriot in Civil War times, except he starts his own... Co- I, I, I don't know. I'm not interested in that. My first thoughts were Matthew McConaughey's accent in the beginning of this trailer is awful. <laughs> and it's just going to be Civil War, Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. I'm not watching this movie. <laughs> all right. Um, you don't, are you not a fan of Matthew McConaughey? Um, I mean, Interstellar was great. You're not in on the McConaughey? I'm not. The what? The McConaughey? <laughs> the McConaughey, no. I'm not, I'm not a heartthrob fanboy of Matthew McConaughey, no. But um, I don't know. I'm indifferent toward this movie. Have you ever seen this first season of True Detective? I need to. I've told you to watch that. Somewhere. I feel like I've told you to watch that at least. Well, you've before. told me one specific scene more than one time. Oh, well, <laughs> I think a lot of people talk about that one scene. Obama but, talked about that one scene. <laughs> what? <That's true. laughs> uh, yeah, we'll talk about it later. Ozzy, um, any more thoughts about this movie? Uh, are you, like, excited to see it? Or are you just like... No, I mean, I'm going to see it. I'm going to see well, it. we have to see it. I mean, yeah, that's, that's why. Because this, this is like a job to me now. But, um... No, I mean, I'm not really like, oh, yeah. I gotta see it. I'm not interested see, in... Like, it almost feels like it should be an awards bait type movie, but it's in the middle of the summer, so it's... I don't know. That's I don't know, I don't know why. I, feel, I kind of feel like it's going to be one of those movies that, that it comes by, everyone's going to be like, eh, it was okay, or some people are going to love it, but it, it'll be forgotten by the time awards season rolls around. Yeah, know? I don't know why I don't know why it's coming out in, in June. Yeah, Really it's weird. a very strange time for a movie like this to be coming out. They're hoping for a summer blockbuster. Yeah, but there's a summer. There's a summer blockbuster the coming. They're coming. Like, they're going against um, a movie that we're going to talk about next, Independence Day, that is going to make bank. So that's true. I, I don't know. Uh, all right, let's. Speaking of I Independence mean, Day, ho- let's just move right into it. Uh, unless you have anything else to say. About I don't know. I mean, my hopes as an overall like piece of work. I think. The Free State of Jones is going to be a overall better movie than the next Independence Day. <laughs> That's, true. That's for sure. That's true, but the movie that will make the most money will be it Independence will be Day. Independence Day yes. So, all right, we've seen a billion trailers to this movie, a billion TV spots, and in every single one, the guy who's playing Will Smith's son is horrible. So, <laughs> I'm sorry that just every time I watch a trailer, I get lost. He's in that. not selling like, me. He's really not selling. <laughs> well, he's me just a point. bad actor. But that being said, the rest of the movie. <laughs> What are your guys' thoughts? <laughs> I, I don't know what to... I mean, I really hope this movie is good. I really do. But... I mean, judging from the trailer, it's like 50% bad acting from this kid, and then the <laughs> other 50% is just uh, 
Jeff Goldblum looking back at the camera <laughs> menacingly. Um, just true. I, I look. I'm not like Independence Day. Yes, it's an important movie because of what it did for the blockbuster as like a concept, and it's an important movie because of what it did for special effects. I mean that shot of the White House blowing up is one of the most iconic scenes yeah. in movies, period. Um, but, I, it, look, you look back on it, watch that movie again, it does not necessarily hold up as a great film. It just doesn't. No. It, it's fine, it's fun. I mean, it's a great summer blockbuster. Yeah, it, it was fun. then, and it's it's still a great, fun movie to yeah. watch but at I, any viewing party. It, I just don't know why we're getting a... Look, if you're going to make a sequel to that movie, it should have come... A long time ago. This, I mean, the 20 years thing kind of works. It, I, it, gives, it, it gives people time to forget about it. Yeah. It does work. Okay, I think... It's not Ghostbusters. Yeah. Or I, I pray sure. it's not. Sure. Um, okay, I kind of think... Or what I'm hoping for this movie is that they go hardcore into the sci-fi aspect of it. Just yeah. go straight sci-fi. Don't make it... Because with Roland Emmerich directing it, I'm very afraid that it's going to turn into a disaster porn type movie. Like... <laughs> 2012, those kind of things. You already know it's going to be a disaster. I mean, the, yeah, movie. the trailer already, already had a few it's going to be a disaster. I know. I'm just so, like, that's so boring and that's so uninteresting, especially if we have characters and actors who we don't care about. I'm yeah. sorry, we just don't. If the disaster is meaningless, if we don't have people that we care about who are in danger from the disaster. Well, so my- I just want them to go hardcore sci fi. See, I think the, I think the older cast will, will definitely care about. That's going to be my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> the, the only thing that worries me is the younger cast that's exactly. also carrying this movie. But, but Liam Hemsworth's that... beauty just carries it from okay. start to finish. Sure. That's Liam it. Hemsworth. I mean, that's why you cast okay. him. Okay. He's not because of his acting merits. It's true. I don't think he's that great of an actor. No, either. like I said, you don't cast him because of his acting merits. You cast him because he's pretty. That's exactly. No, but I mean, like like I said, like before we started talking, the only like thing i need from this movie is the president giving another epic speech toward the <laughs> yes. end of it and then just epic battle and i'm satisfied with this movie mm-hmm. look i'm going to love jeff goldblum doing jeff goldblum things i'm going to love crap who plays the president the president guy <laughs> I, I don't know I think his I name think, is bill I think, pullman i don't think oh, a bill single... pullman yeah, i'm going to love bill pullman as the president again but other than that this movie i, I you know what i think this movie is really going to be missing I think it's Will the obvious. Smith. Will Smith. Oh, yeah. It's just, again, I'm just like, why? Because I feel like they just slapped this role on, gave this role to this kid, like, here, well, Will I mean, Smith like, can't do this movie, so you do it. Well, if he can't do this movie, we just can't afford Will Smith for this True. movie. No, I mean, what I heard was that he was he was already filming Suicide Squad yeah. around the time that they wanted to start filming Independence Day. I mean, they are coming around the same time, so that makes Exactly, sense. so they can't, yeah. I mean, so he couldn't really do both, from what I heard. I don't know. Uh, Speaking of Suicide Squad, we're almost there. Yeah, we're almost there. <laughs> we're almost there. Um, all right, so what do you think, first of all, what do you think is going to, I think we all agree on what's going to make the most money. It's going to be Independence Day, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so what do you think is going to be the best movie out of these three? Out of the three? Are we even going to bring up the fourth one? I mean, the fourth one that's coming out is coming out in limited, and the other two, and they're both indie movies. I'm really looking forward to them. I'm going to try to see one of them, but who knows? Um, Neon Guys, what Demon. we're talking about is the Swiss Army Man. Yeah, the Swiss, Swiss Army, Army Man. Yeah. Honestly, I'm so excited for that movie. Yeah, I, it looks. It's not coming to any theaters by us, so it's driving seriously. Me no, it's not even at Palace, and Palace always plays a crowd. What, what, what about uh, Gainesville? 
Oh, well, maybe by you. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. No, that um, movie looks fantastic. Yeah. I mean, do you think after a good first weekend, they might open it up in more theaters? Yeah, that's what I'm successful. hoping for. I mean, it already won director awards. Yeah, I, I'm really hoping that it'll it'll start playing at Palace, because Palace always gets those kind of movies. So I'm hoping maybe a week or two we'll get it. But I, I, I'm that one's probably going to be the best of the bunch. Yeah. Um, Neon Demon is a movie that's coming out. That is actually playing at one theater by us. So I'm going to try to see that one. It's supposed to be like this really dark movie about like um, a model who goes and moves to Los Angeles, and it's supposed to be really dark. I heard at some of the festivals even a lot of people walked out just because of how creepy and dark it was. So I'm oh. like, it's not it's not a horror movie. It's just really dark, and I'm like, that sounds mm. like it could be interesting. So I'm I'm gonna check that one out. Hopefully this weekend we'll see. Um, well, out right. of the three, yeah, out of the three major ones, major ones. What do you think is gonna be the best? Um, look, I don't, from, you can't tell much of what the movie's gonna be like Mm -hmm. from the trailer of The Shallows, Mm -hmm. but I think, in my honest opinion, it has the potential to be the best movie. Yeah, me too. I think that's kind of the dark horse in all of this. I think, um, a lot of people are overlooking this movie because it's just, oh, it's Blake Lively, she's in a bikini. But it's, yeah, but I mean, like, what other reason do you have to not watch this movie? Like, I mean, (laughs) Blake Lively in a bikini, just go watch it. Um, but... I think a lot of people's answers would be the free state of Jones, just because, again, it just has that Oscar movie feel to it. Um, but I, I, I just, I think it's going to be The Shallows. I just, I don't know why I have such a strange belief in this movie, but I think it's going to be The Shallows. Because between The Shallows and maybe Resurgence, the Independence Day Resurgence, you for have, some reason. You're really bad. No, the reason, why, the reason why I'm saying that is just because I feel like the budgeting for that movie couldn't possibly shoot it to be the best if The Shallows isn't as interesting enough. Yeah. Could really go down. The the CGI on the shark is questionable at best. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, there's um, been other successful shark movies with terrible shark design. True. True. Um, Free State of Jones, we don't really know much about, but it says a lot just in that one trailer. So, I'm not really sure, and I'm not really interested in that movie. It hasn't really caught my eye. So... I actually do like Matthew McConaughey. I don't love him, but I like him. No, I really think... I think he's a good actor. So, I want to see it. I want to see it for him. You don't get an Oscar for acting badly, but... (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. Well, let's move into what's going to be the bulk of this episode, because we got another great episode nine of Game of Thrones. Yes, we do. Um, And this is the official spoiler warning, so if you are not wanting to be spoiled by Game of Thrones... Get out of the room. Please turn this podcast off, off. watch the episode, and then come back. We urge you... We are all haters of the spoilers. Yes. All right. So that was your official spoiler warning. Let's get into this episode. If you're still watching and you haven't seen it, you have problems. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I think what we're going to do is let's start with like more of a chronological, I guess, type order of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Let's start with Um, Daenerys. So let's start with Daenerys. Um, What do you think of what's going on with Daenerys in Marine? Have you been liking what's going on with Marine this season so far? Um, I think so. It's, I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, honestly, it's been kind of meh. It hasn't been great. It hasn't been bad. I like seeing Tyrion mm-hmm. acting out and running everything in Marine. Me I mean, Tyrion, in my opinion, can do no wrong. I feel like in the <laughs> show, he is a flawless character. He's a great He's, character. Peter Dinklage plays him so, so well. It's literally his personality in a character, and he gives yeah. it his all every single time. I love it. But 
I mean, the actual what Daenerys has been doing has been meh, but we finally got the dragons. We finally got a big battle. We saw what the dragons mm-hmm. can do. Her other two dragons that have been, like, kept up in the cage, they're finally out. They're doing their thing. She's got boats. She's ready to go back to Westeros. Mm-hmm. I'm excited and just ready for what's to come. It's It it lifted my spirits, yes. and I like Daenerys' story mm-hmm. again. I have also... I, I've liked decently what's been going on in Marine. Obviously, Daenerys and Marine have been kind of like separate yeah. storylines because of what happened at the end of last season. Um, but I've really been enjoying, I, obviously, that moment with Daenerys yeah. um, earlier on in the season. It's one of the best moments we've had in a while. Um, and If you don't know what he's talking about, it's the boobs. Ben. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, so that is great. And then I really liked what's been going on with Marine with Tyrion, with him ruling, making these difficult decisions, trying to bargain with the masters. And even though it didn't work, I like that he was well, he like, he knows how the game is played and he knows what he's supposed to be doing, you know? Yeah. And I think that is, he is obviously not, well, what, but obviously things went to crap at the end of last episode. So let's start talking about this episode here. Daenerys comes back. And saves everyone. She's, she's well, definitely she was pissed. She's pissed, and she's not as merciful as she used to be. Okay, did you sure. did you think that she was going to be that she was going to kind of punish Tyrion or throw him out or something like that because of what was going on? I mean, he was left in charge, and look what was going on in the city at the time I mean, when she came back. I think I think there was a possibility where she mm-hmm. was definitely thinking about punishing him. Yeah. But at the same time, I think she understood what he was trying to do yes. because he's trying to find a, the right way to peace. Mm-hmm. He's trying to not he's trying to not kill as many people because he wants a lot of people to support the queen as well. In in many ways, it looks like he is what's keeping Daenerys from going crazy. Yes. Um. This kind of leads me to my first, I know this is kind of going to be blasphemous to a lot of people, but my first problem with the episode, I felt like the conversation we had between Tyrion and Daenerys, yes, while I understand, understood its purpose, I feel like we've already had it, where he, where she's like, all right, we're just going to crucify all the masters and burn everything down. And Tyrion's been like, uh, do you want to be like your father, basically? Yeah. I feel like we've had that conversation before. Am I wrong? Kind of you know, yes, but it's something that needs to be reiterated. Yeah, a because lot. she hasn't. She's been she's been taken away. She's been mm-hmm. kidnapped. She just reestablished multiple times throughout the season that she is in charge. Mm-hmm. That you know she's going to take over. Yeah, you know. So she needs to also realize just because she's taken over doesn't mean she needs to cause so much destruction mm-hmm. to take over. She doesn't need to instill fear. Yeah, into people. Yeah, I, I so get. I feel like she again, needs. I, I feel like she needs that. that reminder because uh-huh. she instilled fear. The yeah. last few times. And for me, it just felt a little too repetitive. But I, yeah. I get I get it. Um, yeah. I mean, given the nature of, like, her family history True. and just kind of the the nature. I mean, like, you see what happened with Dothraki mm-hmm. and just where she's been in her life. I feel like it's almost a reflex to her. Yeah. And Tyrion knows that he needs, he needs to play more of a political mm-hmm. game rather than a brute force game mm-hmm. and prevent her from turning into Ramsay Bolton. Yeah. Um, who do you think, like, whose side were you on in that discussion? Honestly, Tyrion. Really? Really, like, I, I Even think... Even though the Masters betrayed them. Well, 
I think the Masters, some of them deserve to die, sure. I mean, like, you look at it this way. If you're going to kill everyone that kind of defies you, you turn into a dictator and you can't rule properly. Tyrion's very smart in knowing that. And I think his idea for the treaty was the right decision, Mm -hmm. especially with Daenerys not being there and the Mm -hmm. Sons of the Harpy going rampant everywhere. Sorry, I just got a little, like, little different avenue and a little tangent I want to take this on. But what's going to... Did all... Because I'm not sure from what I saw in this episode, but mm-hmm. for, did either all of the Sons of the Harpy die? I mean, the Dothraki came in and just cleaned up shop. Yeah, they, they did clean up shop, but it looks like, I mean, they were driving what I thought was a huge conspiracy and a huge storyline going mm-hmm. one way. And everyone was thinking Dario's the leader of the Sons of the Harpy and he's actually a bad guy. Yeah. And they were driving this whole story and then it's just like one quick 10 second scene and it's uh. done. I didn't. It's literally didn't a whole it. season and a half. Uh, well, of I, I, conflict because I was kind of done with it. Like I, I felt like we should have been done with it in the last season. Uh, I, I don't know. It didn't really bother me that it ended that quickly because, look, let's be honest. We're all waiting for her to just cross the narrow sea already. Yeah. Which leads me to my next point. I think that's what's coming. Oh yeah, I mean that's yeah, for I mean, sure. At least I can I can see the next episode ending with a pan yep. of her sailing away on her I ships. predicted this in the last time last time we talked about Game of Thrones. By the end of the season, we will have Daenerys crossing the narrow sea, and I think that is where we're going next episode in the finale. Um and I'm very happy about that. So, but speaking of that, we kind of go into the Yara thing where Yara and Theon show up. Um, in Marine, that was that was fantastic, and you know I wasn't expecting to get that again. This ep- this season has been so quickly been really, paced, and I'm really, really liking it, um, especially compared to the last two seasons where they've been a little. Sl- we've had a little slow spots, but this season has been really picking up the pace, and I'm liking it. Um, so Yara shows up, and did anybody else notice a little sexual tension between Yara and Daenerys? Anybody? (laughs) I mean, I feel like Yara was trying to seduce her a little bit, but... Uh, They're um, both looking at each other a little funny there. Um, (laughs) I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that necessarily. I mean, they just really, I would say they kind of... They appreciated each other. They appreciated each other because they're trying to bring women up into the world, into politics and stuff like that, so... They're both think? strong, independent black women who don't need no man. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, so I really liked that conversation. I liked how um, they were able to convince her, like, all right, I know my our brother or our uncle is coming with more ships, but we're the ones you want to get behind. And I, I really enjoyed that conversation. Yeah, so, it was a really good conversation. Really um, good. Interesting. So are you on the same page as me and now where she's crossing the narrow sea next episode? I hope so. I don't think it's a question, honestly, yeah. at this point. I mean, she's yeah, got she the ships. The, yeah. She's got Marine. Like, she has nothing left there. Yeah, but we've said this before. We've said, oh, she's definitely crossing the narrow sea. Yeah, but I mean, like, now, I mean, I just, it, it seems so ready. Yeah. I mean, Varys is already there. Well, if my theory about how quickly this series is going to wrap up is correct, then. Well, can we hear this theory? Well, I've, yeah, I think I've told it, it on this podcast yeah, before, but before. I. The producers have said that after this season, they think they're done for the last 13 episodes. Oh, really? Yes. And... Are, they, are we just going to have a long season seven or a short? On Twitter, when they announced that they were renewed for upcoming seasons... Do they, they really need to announce <laughs> They said, normally when you hear something is renewed, you hear, oh, it's been renewed for season seven. Or renewed for the next season. It said, we're renewed for 2017. 
So I took that as maybe they're going to, we're going to have a 7A, 7B situation. Like a they, Breaking Bad yeah, last season kind of Where they kind split of the last season in half and kind of do a six episode, seven episode type thing. That's not bad. Which I, look, it sucks because we don't get any more Game of Thrones after that, but I think that would be interesting. I mean, I mean, that, that'd be a good way. I mean, honestly, just a good way to end it would be just one really long season. Mm-hmm. Or, 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 bear with me, one final three and a half hour season 10. Full feature length Lord of the Rings style. Uh, I don't know. There are a lot of people clamoring for a Game of Thrones movie. I think if you do that, you go prequel series. But all right, we're off track here. Let's get to the meat of this episode. Let's get to Winterfell and basically the battle for all of the The battle of the bastards. Let's get to the. I want to talk about the dialogue between Jon and Ramsay when they're talking for the first time. With their parlay. Yes. All right. That was a great conversation. Look, the way um, John baited um, Ramsey into into that, um, just into being angry and into being like, I like, because you knew he was just trying to draw him out. Because if they held up on Winterfell, they have no John has no chance. They can't siege Winterfell with the men they have. Yeah, they just can't. So they need Ramsey to meet them on the field. So his tactic of just like. You know, why don't, why don't we have a battle? He knows Ramsey's gonna say no. He knows it. Mm-hmm. Based on everything he knows about Ramsey, which isn't much, but, to be honest, but he, still, based on everything he's heard from Sansa, every, you know he's not gonna fight you. But you're just trying to get him to be like, I'm you not gonna fight you. You're trying to get him to be pissed. And you're trying to get out, and then when you go and say, oh, how is it that your men are gonna follow you? Or you won't fight for them. You won't fight for them. And it's like, that is, that was a great line. I really loved that dialogue. Did you, what did you think of it? I loved the whole entire scene. Mm -hmm. Because I think this is really one of the first times you see someone really get into Ramsey's Mm -hmm. head. Mm -hmm. And it's fantastic. John did it (laughs) great. Yes. You Um, really see it go down with the John and, uh, John and Ramsey. (laughs) Ramsey's like, Ramsey's like, He's really yeah. good. All right. So, what did you think about their plan going into the battle then? Um, I thought I thought they should have waited it out. Like, uh, I thought they should have waited out. Like they like they said they would. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, we both oh. know. Well, we all know. Again, this they were both. It was almost a battle of like wits, and while there was also a battle, an actual battle that was going to happen. I think because John messed with Ramsey's head, and then Ramsey. With the whole Rickon situation messes with John's head. And this is the first time we really see John lose his cool. I mean, and it was <laughs> like, and you understood it. You were like, and well, at the same time you're yelling at him like, you idiot, go back, go back. <laughs> like, you understand, he's freaking pissed. He's going to charge right at him, even though he's going to die. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we're all just like, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... Alright, so Rickon, did you care that he died? I'm gonna be honest, I really didn't care for his character throughout the season, but I did care about Rickon in this particular situation just mm-hmm. because we've been rooting for the Starks to reunite for the longest. Okay? Yeah. So the fact that we were so close to having one more Stark join yeah. join the fray 
I, just, I cared about because it was like you shot. First of all, you see John running to him, mm-hmm. going full speed, yeah. and you see him. He's like, "I gotta save my brother. I gotta save my brother." And then the arrow just went right through Rickon. It, yeah. I felt so bad. Uh, the for only John. reason I care about Rickon, or I cared about Rickon dying, is he's because all right, Bran is MIA from the story. He's completely off doing his own thing. So we kind of we have to assume or count him. Like the rest of the world consu- assumes he is dead. We know that he's very involved in this story, but most of the rest of the content doesn't. So basically, Rickon was their only hope at having a 100% legitimate claim to Winterfell. Because yeah. Sansa is a Bolton. Like it or not, she is. And she's a female. Well, John, I mean, she could be Lord as Bolton. But John <laughs> is yeah, a, a bastard. bastard. So right now they're yes they won the battle they're flying they're flying the house flat or house Stark flag over Winterville but they don't have really any claim to the name Stark right now so it's frustrating because of that and also yes the reunion you want them to be together yeah you know I feel like we didn't get so much character development with Rickon to yeah, really care for him. Yeah, I think but that was the point. He yeah. was just an easy I guess an easy character to kill off, but I feel like they they tease this rescue really, really mm-hmm. hard throughout the season. I mean yeah. you see him taken prisoner, quote yeah. unquote, and you're just like, Oh, well that means they're gonna rescue him after yeah. they get together in battle and it's just like not nah. I'm like, Oh Yeah. Well <laughs> this is uh, awkward. And Look, the show really got me, because I, look, as much as I don't, like, I'm kind of numb towards Rickon, as most people are, like, I don't care. When he was running there, you can't, you, you got it, you would be lying if you weren't saying you weren't on the edge of your seat, like, get there, get there. Well, yeah, it's like you're hoping that anyone, like, lives at the end mm-hmm. of, like, when, when it's a David and Goliath story, and you're just praying that the kid doesn't die. Yeah, and, and they teased you, but they teased us so I'm, well, though. Yeah, the arrow missed, the and arrow then. Missed, and then he's like, oh, and then you get the arrow through him, and it's like, gosh. And then they put the freaking cherry on top when they shoot all the arrows. And they, and they just keep yeah. landing on oh, him. Gosh, like, that wow. was brutal. This brutal show episode is... in general, man. No, the whole episode. It was it was an epic battle scene. It really was an epic battle scene. Um, One Steve, of the best battle scenes you've had in the show. Okay. Well, in this show, is, in film. Yes. Yeah. Okay. This is what I want to get to. This is my biggest compliment of the entire episode. The cinematography of this episode was stunning. Was glorious. <laughs> it was freaking oh gorgeous. First of all, even in Marine, that opening shot where they're attacking the Sons of the Harpy are attacking the city, the Masters are attacking the city, and then the dragons are flying. That was freaking glorious. That was amazing. And like even with all that CGI, it was just beautifully lit and everything where it just worked. And then you go to the... <laughs> You go to the battle, and that tracking shot on Jon Snow when he wow. is yeah when he's fighting and it just follows him around and oh my gosh like and the filming <laughs> of the show got more chaotic as the battle got more chaotic it yes, was it, it was, was exactly it, it was started amazing. off like you knew everything that was going on and it just got to the point where you were as freaked out and scared as mm-hmm. Jon Snow in the middle of the battle it almost kind of deconstructed our idea of these kind of battles because it kind of had the Goodfellas type thing. To where Goodfellas, at the beginning of the movie, it's very fluid, long shots, long takes, where long, like sweeping camera movements. And then at the end, when he, when everything's falling apart, spoiler alert, and not really, when everything's falling apart, 
the can't like it's very choppy. The editing is really choppy, and it's very quick. And that's how this this battle was. In the beginning of the episode, you're kind of following John, and you're like, "Yes, it's this big triumphant. It's going to be this great battle." And then by the end of the episode, John is drowning basically in mud and bodies, he's being bodies. And you you basically, my mom, as I, as we were watching it, my mom's like, "I have no idea what's going on," and I was like, "That's that's the point. This is so chaotic and so." everywhere and you're like nobody knows what's going on half the people that were fighting in this battle were probably killing their own people by accident it's just that chaotic um and that's why like it might not be like the most like yes battle that you'll ever get but oh my gosh was it brilliantly directed and shot i mean it has that it's just honestly at this point this battle was classic game of thrones where it takes your portrayal of what a hero and a hero's moment is mm-hmm. and it completely deconstructs it and it yes. makes it what reality what you what would actually happen if this this uh this scene or the story was carried out in real life you see what actually happened in these battles it's not one heroic character charging through and slicing down and cutting down all these bad guys it's what you saw it was absolute chaos Yes. Bodies everywhere. The mountain of bodies that they had oh at the beginning gosh. in that yeah. UT thing that was mm-hmm. going on with the soldiers. That was ridiculous. I, I, I was scared. I didn't know what was going exactly. on. I thought Jon Snow was going to die again. When he yeah. was getting trampled, you would be lying if you weren't saying that you felt like you were out of breath, too. Like, I was honestly sitting there like, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. <laughs> It was really crazy. I'm, yeah. I'm watching this show at like two o'clock in the morning. I was like, <laughs> what is happening right now? Like, what is going so on? I don't want to lose him again. I'm like, we just got you back. We just got you back. And then, okay, going back, which we should have touched on this before, his conversation with Melisandre, like, that was a great conversation because they were both, they were both so straightforward in what they wanted. And they both kind of came to an impasse where she was like, um, she was like, uh, you know, you're, you're the, like, one who's prompt. And he's like, if I die, do not bring me back. And she's like, if you die, I have to try. Just because... Yeah. Whatever the Lord of Light wants. <laughs> We're getting to your theories maybe later, depending on how much time we have. Trust me, I'm not buying into that theory. <laughs> okay, anyway. Um, but what I found interesting about that conversation, to like stop there for a little bit, what I found interesting about that conversation was the fact that it almost feels like she is not as... Um, confident? Confident in the Lord of Light necessarily, but she is all in on him, you know? Like, it's not, it, she's in, in on John. She's just, she, it doesn't feel like she's as, like, full invested. force invested into the Lord of Light and to, and, like, she definitely believes in it because of what happened with John. And what, yeah, what has happened. I mean, yeah. she had a demon baby and yeah. all this other junk. But it's not, she doesn't have that confidence that she used to. And I think that's a really interesting dynamic to where, Yes, she, like, he, he's kind of going to her. Like, he, he asked her why she wasn't at the meeting. Yeah. Which is, I found that really strange. I was like, you want her at the meeting? Like, I know she brought you back to the life, but you're that. Like, it's almost like, I don't want him to become Stannis to where he's, like, relying yeah. on her too much. I mean, honestly, I saw that scene completely differently. But I oh, thought, really? I, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that scene. But to me, Jon Snow was in a hopeless situation. Mm-hmm. And she 
seems to be in some kind of broken depression about mm-hmm. what happened with Stannis and the fact that she feels like an absolute failure. Yeah. And I think that's what she's going at. Mm-hmm. I think it's more that she, it's not that she doesn't believe in the Lord of Light because yeah. I think she's still 100% invested in that. I think she's just completely distraught that she made the wrong decision mm-hmm. and she's coming to terms with that. She's like, wow, I did all these things for this guy that wasn't the promised yeah. one. The promised one's right here. I mean, like, look at all these horrible things that have mm-hmm. happened that I've done to this guy that... You think she feels guilty about that? I think she does. It looks like it. I mean, she... That conversation looked like a conversation between two absolutely broken individuals. One in a hopeless situation and one with a weight over her that she does not know how to deal with. And I just thought it was just really beautifully done and just fantastic acting. I agree. Oh, definitely. I agree. Kit Harrington killed this episode. Absolutely killed it. He was fantastic. Um... And I think all of that stuff with Melisandre is going to come to a head next episode with, um, oh crap, what's his name? Uh, sir, <laughs> he's a, he's the knight. Who's oh, the Onion Knight. Frick, what's his name? <laughs> I'm gonna look, I'm gonna look up his yeah, name. I'm gonna um, look up his name right now. Davos. Davos. Davos, Davos yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So many characters in this yes. show. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so I think that's all going to come to a head next episode. Well, but, he, you can see him confronting her because he, mm-hmm. he, he's finally, finally he wasn't realized. there, but he's finally coming to terms with the fact that he, he saw her burned. He, he realized. He saw the stake. Yeah. He saw her, yeah. her toy. Um, okay. So now what's interesting is who's in charge of Winterfell right now? Like when he brings that to whoever, like, and says, look yeah. what she did. She needs to be punished. Who has the authority to punish her? Who's in charge? Is it Sansa or is it John? I think it's Baelish right now. Not Baelish. Well, I, well, I mean, I don't technically, right it probably will end up being that, especially if Baelish is there whispering in Sansa's ear. I don't know. But that'll be interesting to see who that's before and when he's, like, accusing her of all these things. Um, but that kind of moves or moves into our next um, really subject that this is actually, I don't know if you guys have been seeing this debate online, but there's a lot of debate on Sansa right now. A lot of debate on Sansa. Really? Some people are very pro-Sansa this episode, and some people are like, she was horrible. I thought she did fantastic. I don't. I don't. I, I don't, think I, I was, don't see where people would complain. I mean, I was she, in, because I was she in between. held off of the information. I was very in between with this episode. Was well, this whole season, particularly with Sansa, because she, John is her half brother, mm-hmm. and she didn't tell him about anything about the information that um, Baelish gave her. Yeah, didn't tell her about the didn't tell him about the Knights of the Vale, mm-hmm. and she's over here giving him crap yep. about. About the art, about like yes. the army that they, the only army exactly. they can get basically get. Exactly. This is the thing. She was complaining that they didn't have enough men. She knows where they can get more men. John doesn't. So how is it his fault? Exactly. I she's, don't think it is his fault, but I think like in her mind, she's expecting him to make the smart decision to not go into battle with less men and expect to win. But I but think... He had no other choice. Based on what he knew, he had absolutely no other choice. Well, I mean, he could have always just gone back. I mean... I, I where? Gone <laughs> back where? Castle Black! They would have raided Castle Black regardless. Ramsay was going to attack. Ramsay was going to attack yeah, Castle but, uh, you Black. you have more of a fortress there at Castle Black than you do. You yeah, but they, no, but the difference, the, the, the difference is Ramsay has the advantage to raid Black, the Look, Castle Black. The bottom line is, well, the main reason people are angry was Sansa is the fact that all of those deaths of even character, like, yes, it was of these armies that a lot of them we don't know, but it's still a lot of people. I mean, the giant was pretty sad. And characters that we care about, the giant, one, one. All those deaths were completely 
basically unnecessary because Sansa had the Knights of the Vale in her back pocket. If they would have been there, they could have. It, a lot of the the things that happened in this in this battle wouldn't have happened. So a lot of those deaths are on Sansa. Like it or not, they are. Yeah, but I mean, like I feel like in in Sansa. Well, I can understand where Sansa's coming from, even though it's, I do too. it's probably completely unjustified. But I mean, in her mind, she didn't. She didn't want to, like, politically-wise, she didn't want to give Baelish the upper hand exactly. in owning Winterfell. Be Basically, if you contribute three-fourths of what the army would be if the Knights of the Veil mm-hmm. come... I mean, I would have discussed it with John. Winterfell. I mean, I would have exactly. discussed it with John though, that's because the that's the thing. She should have... She's she's taken, she's taken this all upon herself to say, okay, I'm going to make the decisions here. I'm mm-hmm. going to do this. But she doesn't really... The thing, the problem with her, she's stuck. She's upset right now because mm-hmm. she's thinking... She's, she's been played all this time like a pawn. She's been played all this time like a little girl. So I think she, right now she's trying to do the mature thing, but she doesn't know how to do that. So right now she's thinking, I, the only person I can trust is myself. Yeah. Which I, is which is honestly the wrong decision because... Yeah. And you, you'll, you see a tease of it in, mm-hmm. the, in the preview of, of, of next season. Well, the next episode, sorry. That John brings up trust. Mm-hmm. John trusts her 100% because they're family, but she doesn't... 100% trust, trust him. him. And it goes back to, she can apologize for how she was to him when they were younger, all she wants. But she will always have that, you're a bastard thing to throw to hold over his head. I mean, I just don't see what reason she would have not to trust John. He's the she most... Doesn't. Yeah, but he she's is the most... Yeah, she's the most... Yeah, but she's the most... He's the most noble yep. character in yeah, all but, of... Ga- with the exception of Hodor, rest in peace. But he's yeah, the most noble the and blameless I can character. understand why she's hesitant a little bit because she's put her yeah. her trust True. in all these different people. I can, I can see that. But John at the Snow same time yeah. that that's 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 what I'm getting to that at the same time mm-hmm. Jon Snow is family. She was raised with him. Mm-hmm. I mean he so, ran out into a field of arrows to save his She didn't I don't think I don't think that. she oh, saw right. that. She didn't see that. Um, but um yeah, so I don't know, the internet's divided on Sansa, but one thing you cannot be divided about Sansa is it was satisfying to see her basically have a hand in Ramsey's death. Yeah. Would I have liked it to be a more of a you did it yourself type thing? Sure, but I know, the dogs I thought, was poetic justice. Yeah, was. I, that was the perfect way to kill him. And yeah. just that, mm-hmm. that last scene that you see of him with the dog licking his face and then going to bite him, that's just... You see the fear mm-hmm. in Ramsey's face and you see that he's finally... Because just killing him off... Like the way Jon Snow almost did wouldn't have been right or satisfying. He was he st- you still felt like Ramsey would have won. Yeah, but just the way that you put him in a, in a, in a position of fear and just being just completely utterly mm-hmm. terrified. And we got another hint, and I will continue to say this until they until it's proven otherwise. I still think Sansa's pregnant. We oh. got another hint today when he's like, "You'll always have part of me inside of you." I, another hint. That's the second time. Yeah, but we don't. That's yeah, the second time this season. I don't know, man. That they have said something like that. Where I, I still, she but, said. Remember, she said to Baelish, "I still feel what he did inside of me. I still feel it inside of me." I, I mean, to I me, to me, that okay. But how would he know? How would he know though? That's the thing. He doesn't know. He hasn't seen Sansa. And maybe he can tell. He is crazy. We can't tell. John can't tell. No one can tell. I, I yeah. highly doubt that she's pregnant. I highly still doubt think she's pregnant. I don't think she's pregnant. I'm holding by that prediction. I think she's pregnant. Because a, I've had a that lot of women uh, before the season started. <laughs> still, no, sure. I mean I don't. What think would she so, do man. with the baby? 
I don't know. That's the crazy that's, thing. That's 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 Ramsey Bolton's kid. I know. That scares me actually. Yeah. If it is Ramsey Bolt Bolton's kid, if she is pregnant, well, I who feel else like, has she had sex with? Like she. I mean, that kid could be the key to the north. Well, no, I feel that. I feel that she will. I mean, she I is. Like I mean, like treat. look at it this way: like, she's a Bolton. Technically, Technically, she still has claim to the Bolton's castle. Yeah. Unquote, like. I do think that she will treat that baby like Lady Stoneheart treated Jon Snow. That's what I feel like. Spoilers. Lady Stoneheart. <laughs> no, that's not spoilers. Uh, she, yeah. I mean, I mean that's she just something that was she, left out of the show, but you could just say Catelyn Stark. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Anyways, no, but I feel that, I feel that, um, I feel that she definitely will, will be like Catelyn and yeah. she won't really love it. True, I can baby. see that. Yeah, because she not. saw how, you know, Catelyn saw John. Yeah. But, I don't know. We will see. But one, or the best way I can describe this episode as a whole is with two words. Predictable, but satisfying. I guess that's three words if you have the but. Predictable, comma, satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. But, it, it, how, it was, it how the true. ending was predictable from the beginning yeah. But you would have never guessed anything that went on in the middle. In, yeah, in the battle, I guess. But my my thing is like, all right, everyone on God's green earth knew that Littlefinger was going to swoop in at the last second with the. But they order. really get you there because I got to the point where I'm like, it's over, it's done. They're going to leave Jon Snow alive I, somehow, and it's just going to end in a crap hole. Like, there's I no way it so. got to that point. It took so long. Yeah, it took so Agreed. long. I, I know Baelish was, was going to come, but I, I still, as I was watching, I was like, all right, when's Baelish going to get here? But I don't know. She sent like, she sent a raven. Not, that doesn't take anything away from the episode necessarily because it was so satisfying when it happened. It was like no, yes. it was just well done. It was yeah, a great exactly. hero. It was a great story. I yeah. mean, um, and we finally got rid of Ramsey Bolton. Okay, last question I have about this episode: Where the heck was Ghost? Where's Ghost? Where is Ghost? <laughs> like I that that thought actually came up when toward the end of the episode. I'm like, wait, Ghost died. Wait, no, that wasn't. Ghost that was that was that was Shaggy Dog yeah. that died. Like, <laughs> where, where the heck is Ghost? I think if Ghost had been in this battle, they would have killed off Ghost. Mm-hmm. So I'm okay with Ghost not being there <laughs> because he's the last <laughs> dang direwolf. Or ridiculous. What if Ghost is off looking for Nymeria? <laughs> I would be. I'd be fine with that. Side theory, but is night or side topic? Is Nymeria even have gonna have any impact? Is she gonna come back? I don't think. so. Let us know in the comments section. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I don't know. I kind of hope so. I think. Wait, when do you think Arya is going to come back? Do you think Arya is coming back this season? I think Arya is coming back soon. Honestly, do you think I, she's going to come back at the end in the finale? I don't mm, think so. I mean, I don't think we're getting her. The boat was leaving. No, that wasn't because no, she's. Hmm. I don't know. I don't think she would have anything. There's no purpose for her yet, so I don't think she's coming back in the finale. I mean, she's she still wants to kill Cersei. Mm-hmm. She, yeah, still has, she not, still has her mini list. Yeah, but yeah, but she said she was going home. home. Yeah, but I mean that's, that's true. I don't know. I mean, I might. I mean, I'm I'm leaning toward that that she might not be that like, we might not see her till next season. Wait, let's think about this. Who? who what does Arya know about what's going on in Westeros? Eddie, everything that happened in that play, pretty much. I guess. Well, no, sure. but I don't think. Okay. She's keeping up with the news, but I don't. I don't think she, she knows. Knew, all, I don't she think knew, she knows as much anymore. Okay, she knew her aunt was dead. She mm-hmm. knew, as far as she knew, Sansa was in King's Landing last, right? Yeah. 
from what they, from what she knows. Rob and Catelyn are dead. Does she know? But does she know? Does she know what happens to Joffrey? Yes, yeah, because that was in the play. Yeah, but then was it in the play that Sansa runs away? Because then oh, true. So she might she, she might not she know might yeah she is. might not know where Sansa is, but she might know that she's not. In as far as John knows, um, at the wall, she just he's still at the wall. What Rob, about does she know about Rob is dead? Or she does, has to. Is as far as she knows, is Bran and Rickon dead? Well, mm-hmm. I mean, Rickon is dead, but yeah, don't, we I mean, don't as far know. as she knows. I feel like at this point she would yeah. just assume. There's a, there's yeah. a lot of assuming going True. on given... So when she says she's going home, is she just basically like, I'm going to go kill these people? Because she doesn't... As far as she knows, there's no home for her to go to unless she's going to the wall to see John because that's where she I mean, she maybe she's just ex- expecting or just going to see what What's she there's to see. Yeah. She's just going like, all right, I'm going to go home. Hopefully something good's there and not... Yeah. Ramsey Bolton. All right. Either way, I don't think I. I really don't think we're getting her this season or in, in the last episode. I, I mean, think, they, they I might see, they might tease thing. her just arriving, getting off the ship at the yeah. end of the episode. Maybe, I mean, she's I mean, definitely on her way. This is we have government. This is going to be the longest episode of Game of Thrones we've ever had. Oh, did they say that? Mm-hmm. It's about time. This is this season has been full of short episodes. I think it's going to be like I think hour and a half. I, I think it's like sixty nine minutes. Something like that. 69 minutes of actual episode or 69 minutes runtime of the actual program? I don't know. Because there's a difference. Yeah, I don't know. Because the last program was 69 minutes long. Oh, really? I yeah. Don't, it, Start to finish. I, all I know is was. they definitely said this is going to be the longest episode. So it could be a lot longer. Yeah. Maybe it's an hour and a half. Maybe. Maybe it's that three hour that season finale. <laughs> <laughs> I highly doubt that, but maybe. You know what I've loved about the season other than the fast pace and basically a lot of great episodes? We short. haven't had any breaks. There have been no. Oh, we don't have a Game of Thrones this week. It's just been. Yeah, I think this through. is the first season where there's, there's been no breaks for real. Because I remember like there was like random two week breaks, and I was like, "Really? We're having two weeks?" So I've really appreciated that. Do oh, you have any final thoughts on Game of Thrones, or what? Do you, do you guys have any predictions for next week? Predictions for next week. I mean, for sure. Um, Daenerys leaving. Mm-hmm. She has to. Like I said, I think the season finale is going to end with that beautiful pano, panoramic shot, excuse me, of the ships just leaving the mm-hmm. port. Maybe we'll actually get to see Tyrion silhouetting in front of the dragon on the boat, <laughs> like we did. I got a question for you. The poster a season ago. Yeah. What do you think the High Sparrow will die next next episode? I Not think episode. I think Tommen is going to die next episode. Actually, you know what? You are right. I completely forgot because we did get that little hint of the quote unquote rumor, which we theorize about, and I still think it's a wildfire that Cer- that Cersei was talking or Cersei was talking. You think talking that's going to happen next season, though? Next episode. Next episode. We're get we are, in the preview. We got the tr- maybe, we're getting the trial. Maybe she lights uh, him on fire. True. Maybe we don't know. She I, lights him on fire. Then she's going to light everything on fire. She would blow maybe. up the sept. That if my theory is right, her plan is to blow up the sept before and everyone or, in it. I don't know. But what else? What else? Are, do you have any other ru- or ideas about what the rumor could be? I mean, White Walkers, I'm thinking, but that, Daenerys nothing, on the other side of the ocean. Yeah, but what? But it it was a response to what had just happened, where the mountain was basically no trial by combat. There, not that that was outlawed, and so these, she's basically screwed at this point. That was her, and this was her response. This is the first thing she said after that. What about the rumor? Or, you know, I yeah. don't remember exactly what the line is, but she asked him about the rumor. What is this rumor? 
I mean, that honestly, if it is the wildfire. I think it's wildfire. If it is wildfire, I think another possibility could be that maybe she has something over the High Sparrow. But that's we brought that up last week, too. But I just don't know what we would have over him and what that would do. Like, we don't know. Because partic- his lo- followers are so loyal to him, you know? Yeah, but at, at the same time, it'd be contradictory to everything True. that True. they believe in if they don't punish him and he doesn't... Uh, what is it? Confess to his sins, yeah. particularly. I mean, so I mean, maybe, maybe that. But the wildfire seems more of a probabil- probability. I just feel like, so. especially. If I just feel like the got. thing that would set off the wildfire would be Tommen dying. Yeah. Because as crazy as Tommen's become, and mm-hmm. as loyal to the High Sparrow as he is now, Cersei mm-hmm. still loves him, and she wouldn't do mm-hmm. anything that would put him in true. jeopardy. And I can, Very true. I can only, I mean, I can imagine him being at the sept. Yeah. During the trial, there's no way he wouldn't be. Yeah, because it wouldn't the king rule in the trial, or who who rules over the trial? Is it the High Sparrow? Or the king? Well, I mean, it'd be the High Sparrow, but I feel like the king would have to be there because all oh, his yeah, feel we, about we, the crown and the, we, the faith and all that we, junk. We had we had a trial before. There was like a panel, right, like a jury type thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that was wasn't that at the Red Keep? Yeah, that was uh, at the Red Keep. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So Again, this is a different. Kind I feel. Of I mean, I I feel that like maybe she would be willing to possibly sacrifice Tommen. I don't. Think if he's so. if he's too far gone, I feel that like she would. I feel that like she would. No, she, she wouldn't. There's no point. Her Jamie, literally her entire existence is mm-hmm. dedicated to. Jamie Tommen. has told us over and over again that she, her kids well, are everything. Remember when she was gonna? Remember when she was? I think she was gonna commit suicide with Tommen. Well, yeah, but. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm going too far. I'm thinking too far about this. I don't know, but light the thing on fire during the. No, I I think. I think if Tommen dies, she'll light the wildfire. Yeah. Because regardless of what happens, the High Sparrow is going to be at the Sept. Mm -hmm. Anyways, so I mean, if the rumors are true, fine. You make me guilty, then light it. Yeah. Maybe Tommen will be gone. Maybe know. they'll wait for her to be put in prison. I just, or something. I just I want Tommen to die. He's probably the most sissiest, boring character on the show. Okay, right but now. which which of Cersei's children did you hate the most? Joffrey. Joffrey. So Joffrey. Okay, just okay. making sure. I don't know. People seem to hate Tommen a lot. See, I, I don't. I don't find anything about Tommen necessarily hateable. I just think he's an idiot. I just think he's kind of like, dude, grow a pair and do something. <laughs> like he's never really done anything. No, he's the third child. Yeah. Goes to mommy and tells her yeah. everything. Tells <laughs> stupid. I wish we got more screen time with Marcella because I really liked her, especially towards the end. Right before she died. Yeah. Um I just man. think we need more Marjorie. True. I uh, Marjorie is I'm really confused by her character, especially this season. I'm confused as to what's going on. Yes. He told she told her grandmother to leave King's Landing, right? But yes, but she also gave her the little drawing, basically saying, I'm still, I've got our house in mind, just trust me. So, I think she's still, like, not brainwashed, but she's really selling it hard if she's not. I mean, I don't know what she plans on doing. I, that's what I'm saying. Does she... That's when, okay, my first problem with the whole King's Landing thing is, alright, I know we, we're done with this episode, if you haven't noticed, we're just going into <laughs> just basically general Game of discussion. Yeah. My whole problem with King's Landing is it's very detached from the rest of the story, and it feels inconsequential because, first of all, we know Daenerys is ultimately coming. Second of all, we know the White Walkers are ultimately coming. So it's twofold. We know that basically everything that's happening in King's Landing doesn't matter. But my second problem with what's going on in King's Landing this season is the fact that 
we we're too in the dark about what people's motives are. So there's nobody for us to root for. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We don't know fully what the High Sparrow wants. We don't know what Marjorie's planning. It's just, there's nobody for us to root for. <laughs> we still don't know what's going on with Loris. What the heck? Where is Loris? Is he still in du- the dungeon? Did Marjorie just leave him to be in the dungeon? Well, no, we see him in the trailer. He's going to be on trial. Uh, yeah, he's going to be on trial with He's going to be on the trial. And I think Marjorie's plan is to... So I, I feel like there's going to be maybe some... She's planning some kind of coup to break him out. Yeah. Or maybe. to maybe, like, during the trial, just kill people. I, I don't know what her motive... I don't know how she's working do you think? Yeah. Do you think she's going to be the one to take out um, Tommen? Tommen? Maybe. Tommen. Maybe she'll kill Tommen, throw some chaos, run away, and then go back to Highgarden. That would start a war. There's no way she'd kill Tommen in the open. If, if she did, it'd be... She'll get Tommen to die. I don't think she'd do it in the yeah. open. Yeah. But I think she's she's in there enough to where she can figure something out. Do you think... Alright, what are the percent... Cha- what's the percent chance that Tommen dies next episode? I think like... 80-20. Really? I just... I don't see anything... I don't see Cersei being able to do anything unless Tommen dies. Mm-hmm. And... I just don't see anything else being able to happen unless yeah. Tommen dies. Because he's just like, he he would be the catalyst to the chaos that would ensue. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, 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 but it feels like there needs to be a king for them to be able to overthrow. Or for Daenerys to be able to overthrow. Like, who who would be ruling if Tommen died? Marjorie. I feel like I feel like there's gonna be yes, no. Yeah. I, I feel, feel like, like that's I Marjorie feel, would technically be the queen regent. Marjorie, and I mean, I guess the next in line would be Loras. Mm-mm. Would, no. he, would they go? It would go. It, oh, the Baratheon line, but all the Baratheons are traitors Exa- or dead. So, I, I mean, the only yeah, it had to have to be Loras. Loras or I don't know. Maybe I think that Kevin, was... Kevin, Kevin Lannister. Yeah, he he's the oldest. I think he's the oldest living Lannister. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. know if he, would it be, I don't know if Tommen will die. Technically, Tommen will die this the episode. The bottom line is, I just think that it. Uh, I, I think Tommen is basically just our lame duck king until crap hits the fan, and I don't think. And I think crap is going to hit the fan from the outside. Like I think it, when everything goes, I mean, to hell, yeah. it's going to be because of outside force. I don't think it's. I feel like everything's going to go. I mean, but there's a potential everything goes to hell. And then yeah. the outside forces come and you're like, thanks for doing like, oh, half sweet. the job for us. All right, thanks. Yeah. You move out of the way, do your thing. Okay, yeah. bye, pow, pow, pow. And okay, <laughs> cool. That was easy. We lost no one. Let's get rid of the White Walkers, light the wildfire. We're good. Yeah, very possible. I, I, can, if, I if, don't know. If, just... Tommen, if Tommen does die, I do feel like the city would be in a world of madness as soon as... The, as soon the as... entire kingdom, all several of the kingdoms would be in chaos. Exactly. As soon as Neris comes in, yeah. I feel like that's when... Yeah. Um, all right, so what do you think is the percent chance Tommen dies? Uh, I give it a good forty-five to thirty percent. Yeah, I I'm right away with you. I don't, I think it's only like thirty percent. I I just think Tom and it, I think Tom is destined to be our lame duck king until something happens. Yeah. that's just how it is. And because he is the ultimate lame duck, he just doesn't do anything. He, he's, <laughs> he's there. He has no purpose except to. I be wish stupid. I wish they would have done something more with him, but he's he's just such a wimp, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um and said then, grow some, bro. Alright. Uh we're running a little long here, so any final thoughts on Game of Thrones? No? 
Um, next season, next season, next episode should be fantastic. Yep, hopefully. I'm, the last trial we got was great, so. <laughs> I'm hoping this one's yeah. good. Alright, let's move into our predictions. So, Ozzy, let's start with you. What is your prediction? Or, not, no, prediction? Did I say prediction? Yeah, you said prediction. Crap, I am Rec- messing up. <laughs> recommendations. <laughs> let's move into our recommendations. Wow. What is your <laughs> recommendation before we get out of here? Um, I'm going to say the blacklist. If you want to have a good time. If you want to laugh while watching laugh? a very serious show, you, you I laugh at this show because James Spader. Wait, give me a second. James Spader. James Spader has such excellent dialogue, and the way he says something, the way he says stuff to some people, like to his enemies, really mm-hmm. makes me laugh because he's so smart and he's so condescending to other people's but, views. But la- comedy is not how I would sell. I would laugh. No, 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 no. Because laugh. Like, if you want to have a good time, man, want to have a good time. <laughs> good time. It's just an overall well-rounded show is what he's trying to say. It's a solid show. It's a solid show, guys. It's got your comedy. It's got your romantic drama. It's got your horror story. It does actually have romantic. People are going to watch the first episode and be like, what? Why is this funny? I'm selling. I'm going to sell this. mysterious, incredibly realistic, I'm going to sell this. I'm going to sell this. I'm going to sell this show as a comedy so that people can understand how I felt about Central Intelligence. Oh my gosh, shut up. <laughs> anyway, Niall, I don't know, we kind of threw you in here last second. Do you have any recommendations? Um, well, yeah, I'm just going to recommend the last movie that I watched because it's a timeless classic and a wonderful, wonderful film. Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. If you haven't seen it, I don't know what you're doing with your life. <laughs> Go watch that movie. Is that why you kept saying Indiana Jones when we? I just it was in my mind. You kept saying Jones. I just, I, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> go watch Indiana Jones, then go watch The Free State of Jones, <laughs> and let me know if it's good. <laughs> then I might consider watching it. I'm just kidding. All right. uh, my recommendation is going to be a show. This is an ill-advised recommendation, because you probably shouldn't recommend something after you've only watched one episode, but the first episode was that good, and the premise is that good. I'm going to recommend 12 Monkeys, the sci-fi show. The, pe- the premise of the show is basically... Um, there was a disease that wiped out most of the population and basically this group of people finished this technology that allows them to give the person, give a person the ability to travel back in time. And they get a message saying that somebody from somebody to a specific person who is alive in the future saying, this is the person responsible for the plague. And then he goes back and chaos ensues. What does it, it have to do with monkeys? The, I don't want to spoil anything, but there's an organization that is named the Twelve Monkeys. Okay. So yeah, the first episode, the first five minutes had me. I was like, "All right, I'm in on this show." And then the first episode was just solid all around. So I was like, "I am going to watch this show." <laughs> They're on. I think they finished their second season, so I've got two seasons to watch, but I can do it. So yep. That is our recommendation, so let's just sign out here. Ozzy, where can people find you on the internet? People can find me on Twitter, at Castro Ozzy. You should tweet more. I really... I'm too busy, guys. I have a life. I really do have a life. I'm really busy. (laughs) I'm going to try to tweet more for you guys. (laughs) And then also follow our Instagram page, which Uh, is... Screenfellas. At Screenfellas, yeah. And you can find me on Twitter, at Nahel Nas. That is... 
at N-A-H-E-L-N-A-S. Shoot me a follow. I tweet Kanye religiously. I want Yeezys. Still hasn't tweeted me back, but I have faith. Go follow me. I have some pretty great and tweets. Do Nile a favor. Tweet at Kanye for him. Tell him yeah. To get Nile Yeezys. Exactly. Tweet Kanye at Nahel Nas. Yo, I need some Yeezys. Yeah. And then retweet Nile because hashtag retweet for BJ. For BJ. <laughs> All right, and make sure to put that on the hashtag retweet then quote my tweet or yep. mention me as <laughs> you wish um, and you can Get find me, me on twitter at cheery456 um, and make sure you subscribe to this podcast share it on social media because that would be awesome and let us know what you thought so that's it I hope everybody has a good rest of the week and we will see you thank you for, for having me yep I had a lot of fun yep <laughs> Let me thank you for doing right the in the middle of your outro <laughs> one more little quick shot of my voice thanks guys I had a lot of fun it was nice for you to be here now um yeah hopefully maybe we can squeeze you in one more time before you leave when are you leaving Sunday Sunday yeah yeah um, we'll see. Maybe. Maybe we'll do, Saturday. I think, I think we're going to do, uh, do one on Friday night. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of which, we'll have probably at least two reviews Friday, maybe more depending on how things go. Uh, maybe the third one, but yeah, so that's, what's going to happen. And I hope you guys enjoyed this show and hope you guys come back and enjoy the rest of the shows that we do. <laughs> All right. So that's it. See ya. See ya. Bye-bye.